0: Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes,
1: for it's dangerous to go alone.
0: This is The Legend of Retro.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode
0: of The Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Xander, and with me I have. Chops! What up, peeps? And,
1: And the glitch! And that's it. That's just the three of us. Just, just, just the, the three, us. three of us. Just
2: us. What?
1: <laughs> ah, oh no! Oh,
0: no. Wario Craig has stolen our castle. What? You... Lock... Craig? Well Yeah. It happened I mean, I... to be upside down with the first letter. <laughs> it's Craig yeah yeah there's not a whole lot of uh flipping you
1: can do with that the w and craig stands for wario
0: that's right it's a silent w in the front that is true with uh, craig wario k yep. There it is mystery so now we just need to figure out what the k means maybe it's craig wario kong or cruel or kratos shut up <laughs> if we figure that out we've answered the all the questions. i'm pretty we'll sure be. it's just kevin so what are we covering today Today, we are covering Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins for the original Game Boy. Yeah, it was was released on November 2nd, 1992 by Nintendo themselves for the Game Boy. This platformer stars Mario battling against his rival Wario in an effort to get his island and castle back under its rightful ruler. What... (laughs) I want to know where in his plumber's salary Mario was able to buy a private island and call it Mario land. Um, I think we all know that he's the mistress essentially of peach. She can't like legally marry a plumber, but oh. you know, here's this island. Here's my summer home. <laughs> Have fun and don't let anyone take it over and hypnotize anyone. It's a yeah. real Aladdin situation. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah,
1: basically. He's well, a sugar mama. It takes place right after Super Mario Land 1 and he's getting like rocket ships and airplanes that he's flying around in. I mean, he's loaded already.
0: No, I got it. I got it. He is the Elon Musk of video games. Or a, a sociopath. sociopath? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do have the, the manual here in front of me. Do you guys want to hear the story as according to the manual? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like living in the idea that he's this like maniacal genius that's building machines, but also poor with his coins. It's interesting. Most of the uh, the manual is uh, written in the first person from Mario himself. <laughs> that's never good in a manual. That's weird. When it gets to the uh, like the power ups, it's like if you if I get this, I do I can fly or whatever. So anyway, the story danger danger. While I was away crusading against the mystery alien Tatanga in in Sarasa land, an evil creep took over my castle and put the people of Mario land under his control with a magic spell. This intruder goes by the name of Wario. He has been jealous of my popularity ever since we were boys and has tried to steal my castle many times. It seems he has succeeded this time. Wario has scattered the six golden coins from my castle all over Mario land. These golden coins are guarded by those under Wario's spell. Without these coins, we can't get into the castle to deal with Wario. We must collect the six coins, attack Wario in the castle, and save everybody.
1: It's time to set out on our mission. Yeah, that's an interesting lock system he has on his house where you I'm have impressed. to have these six golden coins. <laughs> I'm impressed by it.
0: I I like the fact that uh, uh, they used the, the magic spell stuff and played that up in the commercial for the game. If you guys remember... The commercial for Mario Land Two is like a like a swirling hypnosis type thing in the background with Wario's face, and he's like, he's like, you hate Mario, but you love Wario, and it's like him convincing you to buy the game and not letting Mario defeat him. I don't yeah. the 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 ad for this game. Work. I wanted this game so bad when it came out. Me too.
1: Yeah. So um, when did everyone first play this game?
0: Um. Uh, so I don't remember buying the game. I think, so 90, 1992, I was five years old. I doubt I played it when I was five years old. Um, but I do remember playing this on the original Game Boy. So it was before I ever got a pocket or color or, or any anything better than that. So I don't know when do – you, do you guys know when the next Game Boy came out? Oh, uh, that had been well the pocket version, but the color version wasn't until what ninety ninety six or ninety seven seven yeah something like that. Well, I, I got pocket before then, so I don't. know. I mean, that to... was the same Game Boy though; it's just smaller size. Yeah, uh, I sure. I first got this game Christmas of nineteen ninety two. This was a, a game that I had been really excited about, and I remember playing it that uh, Christmas morning at my grandparents' place because I, I was a sneaky, manipulative child, of course. And so I would specifically ask for handheld games from my grandparents because we would go out to the country to visit them. Uh, they didn't live very close. They were probably an hour and a half away. And so, if you know, if I got a... a you know, console game from them, I couldn't play it. It just sat there. But if I got my Game Boy games from them, I could immediately start playing it as soon as I opened up the presents from them.
1: I so I keep, just looked look up. Uh, so the Game Boy Pocket came out in 96, and the Game Boy Color came out in 98. Close
0: enough. <laughs> uh, I first played this at my friend Sean's house, not the Sean Arcade Phantom, uh, but another friend... Uh, I went to his house. He got it for as an Easter gift. I remember, so it was like the spring of '93 when I finally got to play this game. I don't know why I vividly remember that. I just do. I don't know why some kids got Easter presents. I never got that. <laughs> I, I, I definitely did. I got most of my handheld Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games, as Easter gifts. Ma'am, my mom gave me a crappy hollow chocolate bunny.
1: I uh, I remember first playing this game. I very strangely at the dentist. So the dentist, go-to. Go to, yes. Oh, this is the glitches dentist story. Uh, I remember sitting in a room. My mom's at the dentist, and they had a Game Boy there. And at that dentistry, they had the game Super Mario Land two, and it had to have been pretty new at the time because I didn't have it. And I definitely had a Game Boy, I remember. And I played a lot of it uh, there in the dentist. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to get this game. So I think I got it, like, that Christmas. I can't remember what year it was, but that was the first experience I had with that game. Wow. Interesting. Yeah.
0: At the dentist office. Brings back nightmares, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Another interesting Uh, thing. So we should mention that this was the first game Wario appeared in. Was it? Yeah. This
0: is before the Virtual Boy? Yeah. Yep. I don't know timelines. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> was, well, the was Virtual it Boy's been, been out since so like... It's it was, like that was, it was before? Was like before, it? before the Nintendo 64 though? <laughs> no, the Virtual Boy's like one of those like cursed items that's been around since like the beginning of time, right? <laughs> they say that uh, uh, when the gods arrived in this world, the Virtual Boy was already there waiting. Yeah, right, exactly.
1: It was one of the items delivered at Area 51 back in the 50s. <laughs>
0: i think there was an indiana jones movie about finding the virtual boy hey he picked it up and then he went blind i'm pretty sure that's how it went somebody's face melted it was real weird yeah, something like that it's a little title of, of wario land for the for the uh virtual boy wasn't it super mario land
1: no it was uh it was Virtual wario- boy wario land yeah boy.
0: Which I is not was... a better, a better right. title by
1: any stretch. Super uh, no.
0: Mario Land 3 was Wario's Adventure, right? Or something so like. it was
1: Wario Land Super <laughs> Mario Land 3.
0: Yes, that's what it was. Oh, uh-huh. Which
1: was just there for a cash grab.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. There, there are some real bad Nintendo titles, especially when you get into the Game Boy Advance stuff where it's like Super Mario Advance, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Advance 2, Super Mario World. And, like you know, it just gets <laughs> way bad. Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it gets ridiculous. Uh, but uh, when it comes to Mario Land 2, uh, this is another game, much like Mario Land 1, that was done by uh, uh, Research and Development Team 1, led by Gunpei Yokoi. Mm-hmm. I heard that uh, they were not super thrilled to be working on this game, though. Like, one thing I read was, like, "Yeah, the reason why Wario looks as goofy as he does, like, all cross-eyed, was, like, their contempt of working on a game that they, for a character that they didn't create. Yeah, there, there was a quote I saw online that said um, that the attitude of Wario was reflective of their attitude during the development of the game because they didn't like working on a character that uh, wasn't one of theirs that they created. Yeah, so- interesting. Uh, research and Development Team 4, which is led by Shigeru Miyamoto, yeah. uh, had like come up with the game and then got shipped over to R&D 1 for them to to work on. Oh, I see.
1: Well, I know that R&D 1 kind of changed uh, casts at that time too because a lot of the people on R&D 1 that worked on Mario Land 1 didn't work on this game other than uh, Gunpei Yokoi because they brought in uh, director and main designer uh Hiroji Kiyotake, who is the person that designed Metroid, and he he's the one that designed most of the game and Wario. He did
0: did he do Metroid 2?
1: I don't believe so. I knew one of
0: them did a the R&D one did a Metroid game.
1: Yeah, he he may have helped design the game, but I don't know what his role was with that one.
0: Okay, well either way, like I think it's funny that they have this kind of like. I mean, I don't even know why this elitist attitude, where they're like, <laughs> like "I don't want to, I don't want to make a game that is a character that we created," but like, you're making a Mario title. You guys and are going to get fat paid. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't know if I don't know if this is like you know outside of that time when you're not really able to really define being in the moment of the craze of Mario, but like, yeah, they they didn't realize how good they had it. No, it, what's funny to me is they were not thrilled about it, but they turned around and made what is arguably the best Mario game on the Game Boy, arguably the best Game Boy game. What's uh, the tall order? I don't know if I would say the best Game Boy game. Yeah, I, think I also arguments. A... I don't agree either, but I think that arguments can be made for it. Yeah. Okay. I think, I,
1: I I think we can. I think we can agree that it's the best Mario Game Boy game.
0: That's easy to agree on. Mario Game Boy game. Okay, maybe, yeah. For the original Game Boy? I mean, there's not a ton of other options. I mean, Mario Pickross is up there.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> you've got yeah, Mario Baseball. I guess. Mario Baseball is pretty great, too. Yeah,
1: it, sure. Uh, uh, I, a weird stat I found out about this game was it was the largest Game Boy game at the time.
0: Like Four? Megabytes. Size?
1: Yes. So- Four? Gigantic megabytes. Oof! So,
0: so many man. megabytes. So many megabytes.
1: How do they do it?
0: It was um, it was it was a refreshing game, I will say, as far as development wise, being just different enough to be weird. Like, like I, I like to think of Mario games as like you're you're looking for this format and this formula, but this game was just weird enough, I think, to keep my attention and not be bored with the previous Mario games that I've played. Yeah, the... I mean, one of the weirdest things is the fact that, you know, once again, Mario isn't battling Bowser, he's battling against Wario? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, are you guys familiar with the origin of Wario and his name? Wario. Exactly. Wario is Japanese for bat. And so you take... Mario, flip it around, it becomes Wario, Watui, it's a play. Hence why uh, Waluigi is Watuigi in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Wario is uh, uh, honestly kind of a big deal because unlike Tatanga and Wart, he stuck around. Like he went into the, the got his own game, uh, got two of his own spin-offs right after this mario land 3 and then virtual boy wario land not even counting other wario games later uh his uh mini game collections and then uh, uh uh he's also in like the mario karts and mario parties and stuff yeah i would say arguably one of xander's favorite games is wario inc right wario WarioWare. wario wear Ink uh, wario 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 inc t- touched t- specifically but yeah all the WarioWare yeah. wario 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 games wario wario X- g- are pretty great cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I would I would say there's probably more Wario Land games than there are Super Mario Land games, right?
0: There's a lot there's four at least, right? Cuz I know they yeah. got ones
1: on the Wii too, like those Shake It and stuff like that. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. I, I I knew there was like there's at least four handheld ones, I think.
1: All right, so uh we should probably get into the gameplay maybe a little bit. Uh I know there's a lot of different things than uh than the first game, like it 100 coins doesn't give you an extra life. No, it's got a weird system where like you just you can gain up
0: to 999 coins and there's a special like slot level or slot machine level where you can pay either 30, uh, 50, 200 or 999 coins and it's just like a luck of the draw kind of thing. And the weird thing is is that the 999 coin one only gives you like up to 5 one-ups or something like that. It's not even that worth it. <laughs> That's lame. Um, the thirty-one is is the arguably the best one because it has all the power ups and almost everything past that is all one-ups. But then you can also, at the end of each level, there's a bell that you can hit, which unlocks a bonus game, and you can just rack up one-ups going through that. Uh, in preparation for this episode, I played through this game just yesterday, and by the time I finished the first three worlds, which didn't take very long, um, just by getting those bonus levels, I was I had upwards of thirty lives. Oh wow! wow. So I was never in need of extra lives. There yeah. were some levels that kind of got annoying. Like it's, uh, like Star I Maze. Know, star well, no Star Maze wasn't that bad. I think I died seven or eight times. it's uh, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> yeah, it it just took me a lot while to remember that in that level because there's anti gravity. Like I thought you just like could jump a certain amount and then like you would jump high and then fall. But you can literally just keep pressing A and keep jumping while you're in. in so once I figured that out, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's simple enough. And then I was able to breeze through that level. Um, the only other level that took me a long time was Wario's Castle itself. There's a, there's a couple, like, tricky spots that you, you kind of drop through. or um, There's, like, a moving platform section while you're over lava, and you have to, like, also duck underneath something and jump off it in time. So there's some weird timing things that took me a while to get. Yeah, we brought up some of the worlds. Uh, I figure we might as well uh, go through that list here. Uh, I feel like this game has some of the more imaginative zones or level, like worlds uh, mm-hmm. for Mario games. We have Tree Zone, Space Zone, Macro Zone, Pumpkin Zone, Mario Zone, Turtle Zone, and the Final Castle. So if you had to pick one zone to spend the rest of your life in, what zone would you pick?
1: Glitch? I mean, Mario zone, because the second level is just a bunch of balls. (laughs) Okay, all right. Craig?
0: Uh, I'd love to say, like, macro zone, but we all know that pumpkin zone is where my dark, bleak self (laughs) belongs. (laughs) Yep, yep. I mean, Space Zone has has the the Star Maze theme, so I'm I'm gonna just groove out in space all the time. Nice chops. Uh, what's the What's the water one? Turtle uh, Turtle Zone. Turtle Zone. Probably Turtle Zone. The last level like takes place inside of a whale, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. It's it'll be really really gummy and wet. Yeah, it's funny. It's Turtle Zone. You get eaten by a turtle, huh? and then, like, you're underwater, and there's a whale inside the turtle? Yeah, so, so what you didn't know was there's a side game uh, where the turtle uh, is battling this whale, and he eats a mushroom, gets big, swallows the whale, and then shrinks back down. But because he shrinks back down, the whale shrinks with him, and now there's this whale in the turtle. Interesting. It, it's all part of Mario lore. You should you should know this. Chops isn't allowed to record with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the uh, uh, pumpkin zone is where I belong, but I, I think my favorite might be the macro zone. Yeah. The, the fact that I, I you know it's it's sort of like the the you know uh, kind of big world in Mario three. Only instead of just regular Mario themed levels, you know, Mario's actually going through a house and you know, you're fighting ants, ants and you know, creatures that wouldn't normally be the same size as you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting.
1: I think, I think one of the things we need to touch on is the bunny power, which is obviously the best weapon in the game and kind of yeah. makes it a little bit, too easy sometimes.
0: Is it is it the best weapon in the game though?
1: It's I mean if you
0: want to just get through the game fast, yes, because you can just literally just float over entire levels. It that kind of I'm assuming for speed runs that's used quite a bit. But if you're going through the levels, I still think Fire Mario is is the best way to go. Yeah, I agree with that, and because he looks like a musketeer with the feather in his cap. <laughs> what? What's strange to me and what I never understood as a kid is in three Mario games released fairly close in time, you know, with each other, you have Raccoon Mario, which can fly, Bunny Mario, which can fly, the Cape, which lets Mario fly. Why did they need three different powers for each? Like, like each game has its own power system that does something very similar to one another. Now, saying Bunny Mario can fly is a lot like saying the Buzz Lightyear toy can fly. <laughs> right. Yeah, he can, he can float. Fall. He can fall with style. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's fair. But, I mean, that's the, the, one of the uh, primary abilities of the cape and the raccoon suit is that you can float, you know. So, I guess flying is an over-exaggeration for all three. Only two of them will let you fly. But, yeah, it's, it's three powers that let you float, and they're all different. Well, you gotta I guess I just spicy, you know. I just don't understand why they felt they needed to like redo all the power ups. Now I know like some restrictions involved of like aesthetics wise for firepower because it's a black and white game compared to a color game on the Nintendo. But like I don't like you had a good system like you've established a well well versed power ups i don't know why you needed to like change it up at all now according to the uh, the instruction manual there are six faces of mario in this game six phases or faces it says the many faces of mario so you have also oh, schizophrenic sure he's got so you've got super mario where he gets the mushroom fire mario where he gets the fire flower um bunny mario with the carrot invincible mario with the star aqua mario when he's underwater and space mario when he's in space aqua <laughs> aqua <laughs> Aqu- mario wait, yeah. wait so is out so him changing clothes or environment is a face apparently well hey. i'm i'm aqua chops when i'm in the shower it's true <laughs> you are
1: yeah i've, I've seen it true yep <laughs> Uh, the invincibility, uh, which is strange in this game, you get the star when you kill a hundred enemies. Like it has a enemy counter at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, oh, that's I didn't notice. Kind of strange. That. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's 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 kind of similar to the uh, idea from Super Super Mario Brothers Two, where you you get the cherries and then after what five you get a star that drops. Five or something. six or something. Yeah. Um. That's that's an interesting mechanic, and I. I don't know why that they wanted to do that way, but like I guess like being able... I think a, a big thing in earlier games, being able to count and high score, kind of, like your gameplay is a way to drive people to play it. So I bet you that's probably one of the main reasons why, you know, hey, you killed X amount of enemies. Here's your reward. You should keep doing it.
1: Yeah. That's
0: really interesting. interesting. I didn't know that that was how you got... Got the star aside from you know item boxes when i was playing through yesterday um i got the invincibility star in the last two rooms of wario's castle when you have to like fight his floating faces before you move on so it's you kill the first floating face and then you get the star and then you just bolt through the next three rooms and then you're at wario oh nice nice uh the invincibility star also ever for the fifth enemy you kill and i think it's the fifth enemy and beyond you get one-ups for yeah yep so every time you um, shoot an enemy,
1: it'll get a counter: one, two, three, four, and then one up. So they did put a lot of Easter eggs in this game. I found. Um, Which is
0: appropriate, s- since I didn't play it until Easter of '93.
1: <laughs> that does appropriate. I was at the dentist on Easter playing the game. Yeah, that's the same day. <laughs> uh, so in Space Zone One, uh, the stars at the top of the level spell it happy. In Turtle Zone Two. There's a section of the stage where the blocks and uh, coins spell out Mario Land 2. In Mario Zone 4, the Lego-looking blocks uh, have N and B on them, which back in the 60s, Nintendo had a block line called N and B blocks to compete with uh, Lego. So that's what that was in reference to. And then if you wait at the beginning of the game, it'll do like demo. So it'll just have like inputs of Mario playing the game. Uh, you can actually play those demo levels based on inputs with the select and up button uh, to play those four specific levels.
0: Uh, and there's one other Easter egg, the which we uh, uh, vaguely mentioned before. Uh, Tatanga, the final boss of Mario Land 1 is what the boss of the space zone. Yep. Which... I mean, I feel like kudos to, to Wario for getting the final boss of another Mario game to be one of his <laughs> flunkies. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the where's the Wario and Bowser game that I want where they team up and just wreck everybody? It's actually kind of especially interesting considering this game takes place right after Mario defeats Tatanga in the Sarasa land? I feel like Mario, as soon as he saw Tatanga come down, was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just defeated you.
1: I thought I stole your plane.
0: There is one other Easter egg, if you want to call it that, um, which ties into the music, which I'm sure we'll get into when we start talking about the music. Because, Craig, who, who composed this game? Ah, the, uh, uh, you're referring to the uh, uh, Tatanga song. Yep, Kazumi Totaka. His hidden song is also in this game, like it is in most of his uh, works. Mm -hmm. And this one, I actually didn't know it was in there until I was listening to the soundtrack as I was doing some work uh, earlier today. Where is it hidden? It's hidden if you leave the game uh, the game over screen running for a while. It's It's like after two minutes minutes
1: and and thirty seconds. Yep, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We brought it up, but I think like four times now on this show. We I know we talked about on you guys talked about on Animal Crossing. Yep. Craig and I mentioned it in the Virtual Boy Wario Land episode.
0: It's in Link's Awakening, right? Yep. 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 So basically any game that he composes, he tries to uh, throw it into. And if you Which want more information g- on that, listen to our older episodes. <laughs> I, I kind of like it too, because it's um, it's a cool little calling card that these days, like you're, you're kind of like calling card or nod to yourself in video games is more or less like a character named after the dev team (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like uh, yeah that's that's all it is but in this case it's cool to see a composer kind of put his his touch in there well the uh, you know back in the day most people that worked on video games got like no credit you know they use like pseudonyms in the credits and stuff which is why you see so many uh odd names in old nintendo games especially jungle Uh, Uh, What is it? Uh, uh, Yuki-chan's Papa is, uh, like, one of the composers who got real famous, like, in Mega Man games or something. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, so, like, you know, he would hide his theme in these games. And, you know, like, yeah, Nintendo games had credits and stuff. uh, But some of them didn't really have credit screen rolls back in Nintendo days. Uh, What's that, Glitch?
1: Oh, yeah. So there's like a whole community dedicated to try and find Tataka songs in all the games he's ever done. So there's like rumored versions of his songs and games that people have thought they caught, but it turns out it actually isn't even in there. That's uh, kind of fun. Yeah.
0: It's just um, a, simple, it's a simple tone, right? Like a, like a, like a little block. Like it's a, just a simple amount of notes, right?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. 19 notes.
0: Yeah, real simple.
1: So, I did see that this was the sixth best selling game on the Game Boy. Uh, it sold 11.18 million copies. In 2009, Nintendo Power ranked it the 44th best Nintendo game of all time. Wow. There are several glitches in this game. This game is really messed up. And it's I mean, yeah, it's pretty bad. I just picked a few of my favorites. There's a level completion glitch, which the, fir- the first stage of the game is kind of like a tutorial. It has an open world map, which is kind of strange for a Mario game, where you can go to any of the zones at any time you want. So you could complete an entire zone, move to another one, or do one level in a zone and move to a different one. Um, but so there's like this tutorial stage. Once you complete it, you can't go back to it. If you die while going through the door, oh no, no. So I'm sorry. Through the pipe. Yeah. No. So when you complete the game, there's you ring the bell. There's that mini game where you can select an item. As Mario's walking off the screen, if you reset the game and go back into it, it's a, it has a one for the stage that you can completed it, but you still have to redo that tutorial stage. So if you 100% the game, there's technically 31 stages in the game. You can actually make your game save have as many numbers as you want because you can just keep doing this over and over in the first stage. Hmm, weird. So, so someone actually did 100 to see if it would do more than you know zero zero but no it just clocks back to zero zero there's a bubble glitch which in the hippo stage to get to the space zone uh there's a bubble that you can get into if you beat the stage and re-enter it uh when you're about to touch the bubble if you pause and exit and then go into another stage you'll be in the bubble but it'll be like a glitched out like all the sprites will be screwed up but you can still float around like you're in the bubble weird And then there's another glitch which uh, is used mainly in speedrunning. So, uh, chaps, what did what did you get for speedrunning? So, there's there's
0: two categories I want to mention. There's the any percent glitchless run uh, by first place is Odear. He beat it in 26 minutes 27 seconds, which is pretty short. But the glitchless any the glitched any percent run, he beats it in two minutes and 42 seconds. Wow. Because the glitch oh, in, in the tutorial level, you glit you die as you're going through a pipe. And when you come back in, you're able to into that level, you're able to glitch through the floor, and it allows him to basically get to the end of the tutorial level by glitching through the bottom of the map. But then he's able to repeat that trick on other stages so that he's able to and this is a trick you in, in the in the glitch categories, this is a trick that I think any speedrunner tries to find you're able to trigger the end credit scene of the castle being flipped back over to mario um, by glitching through the floor one of the levels and just walking and going through a bunch of paths you're able to get to that screen and trigger the end credits and that's technically a completion of the game is is getting the end credits to trigger so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. I would recommend watching it. It's two, it's two minutes long, three minutes long. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny to see happen and weird, but it's creative.
1: Yeah, so it only works on the uh, version 1.0 because I tried to do it on my cartridge and it wasn't the version 1.0, so I couldn't do it. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't but know you can pretty much do it in any stage as long as you've beaten it. Or like Chop said, if you're trying to go down a pipe as you get hit and die... Uh, when you re-enter a different level, it'll just like automatically like just put you uh, underneath the floor.
0: Weird. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. the uh, The glitched run or the glitchless run is actually is a lot more entertaining, I think. Um, but it's still fun to see these kind of ways for people to break the game and and play at their will <laughs> with, with how they want to win. With the glitchless run, is it pretty much uh, bunny ears float through the levels or? No,
1: he doesn't use bunny ears at all. Interesting. Really? I, I didn't look at the any percent glitchless or the all levels, which by the way, oh dear, uh, holds the record for pretty much any category in this game. But uh, yeah, I, I think they use firepower and then just run throughout the entire level. So I don't know if bunnies used at all in the runs.
0: I don't remember.
1: Because I, I, yeah, I know makes... it slows you down.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I guess that makes sense because you you slowly move forward, whereas if you're just running and gunning, it's going to go a lot quicker. I guess that does make sense. I want to mention real quick the enemies in the game. I, I really enjoy in the macro level the giant ants. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think those are a lot of fun, but also, I, and I consider them enemies, the teeth that come out of the ground, and uh. like the whale are so annoying but like i just are vividly burned into my memory yeah they the hitbox for some of this stuff seems like it's really unforgiving <laughs> yeah, uh yeah. there are times when i'm like running past and i'm pretty sure i'm past something and i get knocked back down or i lose my power and it's, that's obnoxious in the instruction manual they list the enemy characters but they only list them for the tree level which is weird because a lot of the characters, the enemies in the tree level, show up in one level and that's it. <laughs> yeah, weird. You'd think, you'd think they would mention the Goombas or you know the Koopa Troopas or whatever, but the characters they have listed are Battle Beetle, Grubby, Skeleton Bee, Noko Bombette, Bopping Toadie, Spiky, and Heavy Zed. Who they say isn't really an enemy, it's a sleeping owl. But if Mario climbs onto its head, it'll wake up and give Mario a ride. Sleeping Zed? Yeah. Uh,
1: interesting I do, I do know that the uh, is it like the hockey mask guy in the tree level is it the what? pumpkin stage level. yeah his name is jason
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah because he looks like basically a a kid wearing a giant jason mask with a knife stuck in his head mm-hmm. uh and all you can see are his feet now there is uh, also in the instruction manual some hints from mario and this is the section that's written from his point of view would you like to know what the hints for the game are uh oh, please y- yes but can you say it in a mario accent not without offending the glitch darn jump if you make me jump while pressing up on the control pad i jump very high spin jump when i spin jump i can break some blocks and get coins and items there are some blocks i cannot break ring a bell along the way just in case we don't get to the end of the stage make me ring a bell along the way our, on our next try we can start over again from where the bell was ringing uh, ringing bells is not saved into the battery backed memories, so if the power is turned off this information is lost soap bubbles, to go into the space zone, let me write in soap bubbles blown by the hippo, it's so easy to control those soap bubbles, be careful the soap bubble will pop if it touches any the uh, water or an enemy and six coins, when the game is over all the coins you recovered from Wario Guards will be returned to them, try to get them back again I'm uh, I'm calling shenanigans on the bubbles easy to control okay I, I think it's pretty difficult at times I mean you're not wrong it's it's a it's a little tricky sometimes and um it kind of in the, what the instructions said this is the first Mario game that had a save feature, right uh, uh, like on the well, game Boy on the game boy I thought, on the game right? boy yes, but this came out after um Super Mario World right and Super Mario Brothers 3. Well, Mario oh, 3, three didn't doesn't. have a save feature. It didn't. Nope. True. Well, you know, I guess you're right. Had to redo it every time.
1: Yeah, can't, can can confirm. Oopsie poops.
0: <laughs> Oopsie poops indeed. Oopsie. Um, uh, also, uh, Mario super vain for having a giant robot built of himself. It's in wouldn't his own Mario. We all game? have a giant robot of ourselves if we had the money. If I had a chops land, you think I want a giant robot of myself? No. Make Gundams. I want real Gundams. But wouldn't you want a Gundam Chops? No, I just put big, huge sidebirds on a Gundam. M S C H O P S. Gundam Chops.
1: All I know is when they finally build Mario Land, they definitely need to have a giant robot version of Mario. They
0: oh, the the Nintendo world, like like uh, the, the Universal or Disney style theme park. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I guarantee you, they won't have anything from that <laughs> game. Nothing from that game will make an appearance. But uh, but nonetheless,
1: if would, I don't uh, get to fight Tatanga, I'm gonna be mad.
0: <laughs> there's gonna be at least one thing. Wario, Wario will probably be somewhere in the uh, park.
1: Yeah, but like he's
0: like if you ask people today, like how do you know Wario? It's not from this game. He's from that Smash Brothers thing, right? Or Mario Party or Tennis, Mario Kart. Yeah, but still, if you ask people, like, oh, where's Wario from? Like he's from this game. This is where he originates. Uh, I don't. But just because I don't think you know did. him from Mario Kart doesn't mean that's where he's from. No, I know, but I, I don't think he's as, um, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is he's, he's not as right. popularized from this game. Right. 20 years later, he's not as recognized from this game as he is like Mario Party and the stuff right. that he's still in. Yes. Now, would you guys be interested to hear about the music for the game?
1: No, I don't think so. Let's just yeah, no, I, Let's I think I'd that. rather hear a word from one of our sponsors first.
0: Indeed. So, the music was composed by Kazumi Totaka, as we mentioned before. And just like Glitch said, we bring him up a whole heck of a lot. Uh, so some of the games that he's worked on are Virtual Boy Wario Land, Wave Race 64, Luigi's Mansion, and of course, Animal Crossing. Yep. He's also been a sound like a sound producer or, or you know, on the sound team for a lot of other games like Link's Awakening. So that's why some games, even though he didn't compose the music, he still has his uh, hidden song in those games. Mm-hmm. But uh, Xander, what are we going to listen to first? So we've got four songs on the, uh, the schedule this time. Uh, and up first is the athletic theme which uh, plays in the very first level and then is repeated a couple times uh, when they just kind of need a generic stage sound. So here is Athletic from Super Mario Land 2. Catchy. (laughs) That's a good. I love it. Yeah. uh, Does anybody else feel like it's like the yakety sax version of a Mario song? (laughs) (laughs) I can see it. I can imagine that.
1: I know that they reuse this song like so many times in this game too. Yeah, everywhere.
0: Yeah, that particular tune is kind of recycled through almost all of the uh, all of the songs in this game. So much so that like I think like three of the songs are just like either a slower. Or just like off-paced version of that song. Yeah, some of them like the there's one in the uh the Pumpkin Zone that's just like a very kind of like
1: boom boom tch, boom, boom tch,
0: and then you just hear the do 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 and like that's the whole song. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to consider a couple of things. One is that you know they're they're using light motif and and bringing in that main theme into all the other themes. Uh But the other thing is that it's uh, there's just limited space on the Game Boy. I, I mean, don't have yeah, it added into consideration. What's that? I don't have to take any of that into consideration. They I wish you would.
1: They could have made it five megabytes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are they, made of buddy Glitch? Get out of here. <laughs> They're made of megabytes. Uh, the next song that we chose is uh, Seashore, which is played in the Turtle uh, Turtle Zone, Turtle Slash Whale Zone. Uh, so here's, uh, here's that one. The, the, just the goofiness of this one with the uh the ding, ding, ding 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 amongst everything else yeah i really enjoy the the seashore song it's uh, uh quite a lot of fun and it really like even though it's a very simple kind of jingle it does kind of give you that like islandy kind of feel
1: mm-hmm. yeah, for me any song that reminds me of star tropics gets a thumbs up to me
0: no absolutely the that that almost sort of reminds me of Calypso or, or steel drums, anything that invokes that islandy feel to me, yeah, definitely gets a pass. I, I think uh, uh, something shown throughout our whole category of episodes is that Craig loves tropical-themed things. I do. I don't know why. Tropical uh, and uh, demonic. Yeah. They go together yeah. like peanut butter <laughs> and chocolate. They do. They really, really do. Speaking of evil sounding songs, the next song we have is Wario's Castle. I played this level a lot, so that, uh, that pretty well burned into my, my brain at this point. Does it give you nightmares? No, because I know what comes next. The Wario? No, the staff roll. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I like the song a lot because it's so different from the rest of the music in the game. Yeah, very dark. I like that.
1: <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> All
0: right, fair enough. The tropical darkness, you guys. Man, uh, nothing better than that song paired with a nice, cool 7-up. <laughs> I mean, you, you're probably not wrong. Uh, but like I said, this, this does lead us to the staff role. After you finish the, the, the castle level, you're, you're treated to this. And I, for my money, this might be my favorite. Uh, tie, this tied with Super Mario 64 might be my favorite Mario ending credits theme song. Wow, that says a lot. There's a lot of really good Mario end credit songs.
1: It's funny you say that because uh, in the Super Mario Land episode, I said that the ending credits in that game was like my favorite Game Boy song.
0: Yeah, the, yeah the, I remember uh, finishing this game for the first time. I was uh, visiting my grandma in, in southern Indiana, and uh, I had this little radio that I figured out I could like – It had, I could hold something up to the speakers and hit record. And I don't know if there's just a microphone on it somewhere that I didn't see at that time, but I sat and recorded the ending theme song or the ending credits of this game onto a cassette tape. And I would just listen to it on loop all the time. That's cool. But uh, yeah, so that's very fun memories for me with this song. And so uh, let's take a listen. song just in the game will just repeat indefinitely until you turn the game off it's so good i can picture Hi. you um beating the game and then just setting it next to your bed at night and yep. letting it play and then sarah pulling out a hammer from under the bed and smashing <laughs> it <laughs> no i've got phones for that stuff nowadays chops although i do distinctly remember there was some some nes game it was like a sesame street game i don't know which one it was i've tried to find it and i just can't um, that I played and really liked the music to one of the stages of. And I remember wanting to fall asleep to it when I was like six or seven. And I would like, I tried to find a way that I could have it play while my TV was turned off. And I was disappointed to find out I couldn't. That's depressing. Yep. But that's, uh, that's it for the songs that we chose. There's tons of great music in this game. Um, I mean, four megabytes worth at least probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So what is everyone's kind of final thoughts when it comes to, uh, uh, Super Mario Land Two, six golden coins. Uh, easily my favorite Game Boy uh, Mario game for sure. Uh, I've played and finished this one, whereas I've never finished any of the other
1: Super Mario Land games. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, the yeah. Oh yeah, go on, glitch.
1: I was just gonna say, yeah, definitely, it's one of the best games I think on the Game Boy. Uh, it's a must-have. It branched off all the Wario games, so it has that for you know cultural significance but uh, yeah it's a must play for any mario fan
0: yeah the uh the only knock against this game is the the small real estate of the screen size because it's game boy aside from that though it's it's very well made uh despite its glitches uh you know it's it's all around very fun the music's great level design is cool it's, it's a very imaginative game yeah it's, it's absolutely worth playing I would say uh, like even though there are a ton of glitches everyone that you mentioned I never knew of until you mentioned them so I just don't think I don't think it's uh, broken to the point where you can just find these glitches uh, without trying
1: I mean it's definitely more broken than the first game uh, the first game didn't really have too many glitches and issues with the screen wrap but I think because they had just added so much and like I said it was the biggest game boy game at the time they just probably didn't know how to control all the ram that was in there and it just kind of has a lot of issues with with the with the you know the physics and the graphics Mm -hmm. chops any final thoughts
0: i really enjoy this game a lot it's one of the first mario games i think i remember like beating on my own before my brother did which is a big deal and it's also the gateway drug to the Wario Land games, which like I would remember playing this game, beating it, and immediately starting the next game in the series, which is Wario Land. Um, and so I, I really it, – it's a, a game that sticks in my memory of traveling with on Easter or Christmas or any of the holidays to go visit relatives that I would always bring with me to play because I knew I would have fun playing it. So I, I, if you haven't played it before – you should definitely play it. For sure. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time we head into our Retro Relapse. Jones in for a friend. classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro relapse. So, as far as I'm concerned, there are two types of people in the world. Those who like Animaniacs
1: and those who don't. Where do you stand? I don't like Animaniacs. Excellent. Welcome aboard. <laughs> so we yeah, played so... Animaniacs for the Sega Genesis. It's
0: the it's the poor man's Looney Tunes. I mean, I guess I can't really speak to it because I never really watched it as a kid too much. I'm sure it's, it's good Warner Brothers cartoons. I mean, no. It was, it was like, way too many, like, fourth wall breaking jokes in Animaniacs. It, I really enjoyed it. it.
1: Yeah, that's what well, I loved about
0: Animaniacs. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. There was a, there's also a lot of, uh, like, if you go back to watch it now, there's a lot more adult humor, of course, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, we missed as kids. And, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Animaniacs. I thought it was a, a fun uh, show. I, I think I might have liked... Tiny tunes more when I was younger, but I think now if I were to go back, I'd probably like Animaniacs more. Craig, you're voted off. Well, we already uh, we can't record this anymore. So, yep. Well, this has been a great run, guys.
1: <laughs> but the sad thing about this game is it's not as fun as watching Animaniacs.
0: Fun is yeah. not a word I would describe this game at all. With it was a little on the uh, like. It's interesting that you can switch between the three. Kids, the three Warner Brothers and the Warner sister, uh, but uh, yeah, it was kind of clunky.
1: Yeah, very slow paced.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. if we had the benefit of like reading through the manual and stuff first. We, it might have made a little more sense to us. This it, it reminded me a lot of the Ah Real Monsters game. Oh, you know, like SNES, where yeah. you you know you have to switch to the characters to advance through the level and stuff like that. But I, I I'm not a, bad. I'm not a huge fan of those games that. Like I like games where there's a variety of character that you can play and maybe the the game is tailored towards if you're using this character that you can go this path but I'm I'm not a big fan of games where you're like oh I got to cycle through which character I got to use and figure out which one because not not all the time do the level mechanics really meet those characters the best. Mhm. Yeah, when we played we kept getting stuck at, what, Dracula? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think and, so. Yeah, it was getting kind of frustrating. Uh, and, yeah, I think Sandra's right. I think maybe with a little more time, you know, it, it, it might be a little bit, you know, more fun. Maybe we were totally overlooking something very obvious. Uh, our, you know, listeners can go to our uh, Games of the Media YouTube page and uh, make sure to check out our, our playthrough when we did play it. But yeah, no, it was uh uh eh, middling, you know, not like a terrible game, just not especially mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. We also have the disadvantage of just going through a slog of awful games that Tony chooses for us, <laughs> and sometimes it's like this is uh, it's so much worse, or you know, we're kind of just in that mindset of this is awful, and then you know, we don't really appreciate the games as much as we should, probably should. No. No, I I, I disagree. <laughs> Tony, Tony picks awful games. There are much better games out there. No one's arguing that point, I'm and just, he's not like, letting us play them. And mm-hmm. I don't need to appreciate this one more. Don't you dare! Don't you dare show us those stupid Zelda CDI games. I hate you. I'm yeah, just, I also hate Glitch. I'm just glad we're we're done with those games. I I I hope. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's one more. Uh, I you, don't own it you guys
1: though. next time. You don't oh. own it though, right? I don't own what? The,
0: next, the last one, right?
1: Oh, you mean the other Zelda game. No, yeah. I don't own that one. Good. I hope
0: you dropped Ooh. $500 to get it. <laughs> That's what I thought.
1: All right, so Chops, what do you give this on the 8-bit scale? One. Ooh, what?
0: Not 8. Wow. I, I will say I'm biased because my dislike of the cartoon show is affecting my opinion of this game. Uh, three point five. I'd go with the three point five.
1: Yeah, I'm a probably a low below at, average. I'm at a three. I think it's just it was way too slow. I mean, you can't run, and it's even when you're swapping between characters, it still takes forever.
0: I would yeah. uh, I'd much prefer a Freakazoid game. I mean, actually, I you're not- yeah, I'd be cool. I'd be cool with that. All right, so we want to jump into our stage theme bracket. Ugh. Sound good to you guys? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. what we cool. got this week? So Chops is a little sad because he's he's had a rough go ever since uh, he's been dethroned as champion. He's not really had much luck. We were kind of reviewing it's, our, our picks and uh, whatnot so far. It is really a, um, a Mario Land, Wario Land situation really for me. Um, <laughs> I had Mario Land and then I thought I was fine in my Iron Mario castle and Little did I know when I left that castle for one second, everybody hates me. <laughs> <But> I've lost.
2: <laughs>
0: Interestingly enough, when you turn Chops' name upside down, it's the glitch. It is. It's weird. <laughs> it is the worst thing. Ever. I, if, I think um, if you turn Chops upside down, it's Chops. <laughs> Something like I, that.
1: I do like garlic, too, which doesn't help the situation.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> so the first
0: song in our bracket today, bracket matchup, Braca 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 bup bup, is uh, Dragon Crystal, floors 1 through 10. Greg, who's this composed by? Uh, honestly, there's not a lot out there. From what I can find, it was composed by an E. Fugu. Uh, I don't know how reliable that is. Uh, articles I read where people were like, the same composer did this, the Master System version and the Game Gear version. Don't list the name. <laughs> uh, so uh, I could be wrong. So if I am, I definitely apologize for getting that on. Weird, it just says composed by Ted.
2: (laughs) Huh.
0: All right, so here's floors one through 10 from Dragon Crystal for the Sega Master System. tell me that this was actually like a retro version of a Blink 182 song, I wouldn't be surprised. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a fun song. It's not bad. It's just like I can't I I can't help but think this sounds like a pop punk song from the what? from the two thousands. Why Blink 182? <laughs> when I think of pop punk from the two thousands, I go to Blink 182.
1: Alright. Good choice.
0: I challenge you to listen to this song again and not and not hear Blink 182. Or like, I can sort of hear it. S- yeah.
1: I can hear a little bit of it. It's it strange too, because a lot of the games on the master system don't have great music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't really focus on music with a lot of the, their library of games. Some of them have pretty solid tunes, but, uh, but I like that. That's good. Yeah. It's not bad. It, it took a second for it to grow on me, but it, once it did, um, I, I did enjoy it. All right. Yeah. But what powerhouse is this going up against this week? So uh, dragon crystal floors one through 10 will be handily beaten by Donkey Kong <laughs> country Two: Diddy's Conquest. Uh, sticker brush symphony
1: wait is, is it is it diddy's diddy kong quest or diddy's kong I'll have to say quest. i'd rank
0: it higher on my list of the best snes games <laughs> the kong's quest because you, so. you get it using so you get the joke was this uh, uh this was composed by david wise yes yes it was <laughs> The worst part about this song is that it ends. It is a phenomenal song. It's weird. the The worst part about it for me is it begins. Oh Ooh. God, you have bad taste. <laughs> I'm just, jobs. I'm, I'm just really being. Does. I'm just being contrary to be contrary. I don't. I have. I don't not ah. have strong opinions on this song whatsoever. I <laughs> uh, yeah no. It, Sticker brush symphony. Uh, also sometimes called Bramble Blast. Uh, is uh, uh, an awesome, awesome song. Like it is, uh, I I think it's my favorite from the, uh, you know, Donkey Kong Country 2. I think it's my favorite from the Donkey Kong Country series. And it's probably one of my favorite Super Nintendo songs in general. Wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with David Wise. David Wise just killed it when it came to soundtracks with the whole Donkey Kong series.
0: Yeah, David Wise does great work, uh, you know, and so he's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's okay. Chops, just all right. He's pretty great. Hi. Uh, How can the people vote, Craig? Well, they have uh, quite a few different options. They can vote on our Facebook page, Twitter. Uh, they can go ahead and join us on our Discord by going to gameszilla.media.com. You can uh, chat with us there, and every week we have a vote and. Patreon uh, uh, members uh, for Gamezilla Media can uh, uh, go ahead, and you know, so long as you're given the one dollar a month, we have a vote there as well. Glitch, what else can they uh, get for uh, uh, Patreon? Oh, uh, well, for Patreon, Craig, if oh, you're a five dollar, right. if you're a five dollar member, you'll have access to all sorts of extra shows from all the shows on our network. So for us, it's our Game Shark one. For the last action podcast, it is the after credit scene after credit scene. That's it. So basically you'll get an extra show from each of the podcasts on our network and uh, you'll be able to enjoy extra content from us. Um, We do different things on there, whether it's like talking about a specific game uh, that's not of retro content, or maybe a topic of retro games, something like that. So it's, still, it's there's a lot of great extra content for you, the patrons, to support us and get cool things. Yarp. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, during these you know scary times of quarantine and staying in, uh, you know, if you're looking for something to do. Going to Gamezilla or going to patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media is going to be a great way to get some some great content and uh, keep you busy. Yeah, and if you uh, are seen in public listening to the Last Ashken podcast, people are sure to stay at least six feet away from you. That's true. 100% of the time. 100%. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's going to wrap up this episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. We thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening. We hope these are helping you get through these uh, these isolating times, if you will. Uh, we encourage you all to stay at home, uh, be safe, be healthy, and uh, tune in next week for a very special episode as the Legend of Retro finally hits its 200th episode. We did it! We did it! You guys want to tease a little bit about what we're gonna do? Um, I'm going to try and beat 200 retro games in one episode. Mailed it. That's exactly. I mean, sure I what might, I might do that. It's a tease. Crap. <laughs> All right. With that, we will uh, see you guys next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.